We also are going to go forward with our Bible study right now. But if you have anything that you want to share, um, uh, do text or call us in. Yes. And our prize for the new quiz is a DVD by David Asherick and it's on relationships. It's called Reasons of the Heart. Mm, yes. Yes. Very good prize. Very good prize. <laughs> um, so yesterday for the Bible study, I, Kate was here mm-hmm. and I believe you guys were talking on Isaiah chapter 55 verse we one, were, right? Yes. Um, just covering, um, the, I guess the salvation that God offers us, right? And how valuable that is. Yes. Um, and how he has redeemed us at such a high price. Yes. Um, and, and just the cost that it, co- it, it, like the cost it was for him, but yet it's given to us for free. Yes. We're going to continue on in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 to 13. And Kate's going to just read that, um, verses 6 to 13, please. Okay. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. Mm. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Beautifully read. Thank you, Kate. Um, I'd love, like, if you could share any first thoughts that you have just reading this briefly, but before I, before I get you, you know, to share whatever, I just absolutely loved the first verse. Um, seek the Lord while he still may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Um, which is such a reminder. It's a promise and it's a warning to, <laughs> it can yes. work both ways, right? Um, while God is still, you know, working on our behalf, he's still nearby. We can still call him. He's there for us. Um, and I think that's very encouraging, um, for just for, for anyone who's listening. You may be Christian, non-Christian, whatever you may believe. Um, but the fact that God is available and that he is near. Yes. Um, what were your thoughts when we read, when you were reading through this? Well, another, um, thing that echoes what you've just said is let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Mm. Turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Mm. And so it's like, oh, wherever you're at, whatever you've, you, you've done, just, it's okay. Come yeah. to God. He will pardon you generously. He'll forgive you generously. Yeah. And then I love that it talks about how his thoughts are so far beyond our thoughts <laughs> because mm-hmm. he's our creator. Yeah. So how could we possibly have thoughts even slightly as high as he, his? Yes. I mean, we have, do we use 5% of our brains? 10%. I 10% think. of our brains. Yes. Um, he uses all of his brain. Yeah. And it's much bigger than ours. Yeah, much. <laughs> yes. And we don't fully even understand ours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I, on my version, um, it says, when you said he, what was that? He would generously. 
Forgive generously. You'll forgive generously. Yeah. Not just like, not just enough, but even more overflowing. Yes. yes. Right. Um, my version says he will abundantly pardon. Yes. Which is so true when God, um, res- he promises to forgive us and restore us, but he, he goes further and says he will put us to sit beside him. Yeah. That we will work with him and that we will be his children. Um, he just restores us and abundantly, generously. Yeah, above and beyond. Above and beyond. That's right. And we're going to touch on what you mentioned earlier, actually, in verse eight and nine, where it says, I'll just read from my version. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, say the, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Mm. I have a question. Um, why does God say his thoughts and ways are higher than ours? And what do you think that means? Well, higher than ours, we, our thoughts are a drop in the ocean. His thoughts are the ocean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for a metaphor. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, as I said before, he's, he's creator. Mm-hmm. He, um, is all knowing, um, all powerful, um, He's, yeah, he's just, he's so far above us. We're tiny little ants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's the creator of everything. So yeah, his ways are definitely higher than our ways. Yeah. And, and that's good to keep in mind mm. because it means that yes, we might not trust ourselves, but we can fully trust, trust him. Yeah. Everything that he says, even if, you know, in our circumstances or our senses might show us something different. Mm-hmm. His word is actually way truer than what we, um, you know, than the evidence of our senses yes. and what we think in our tiny little brains. Yes. And so it just gives us this childlike, okay, trust, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know best. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love what you shared. Um, I want to go on top of that and just say that I was, I was doing, I was doing my readings for class, actually. I've still got one more semester left. And so I was doing my readings and this just really jumped out and it really related to this Bible study. But it says that the sense of the world, the sense that we have of our world must lie outside of the world or beyond human experience. For, and it says only one who is God can take in the whole perspective, a view that calls into question the attempts to interpret history, but without revelation. This concept undercuts the philosophers who attempt to explain the empirical, which is observations and senses, right? As well as scientists who attempt to, who attempt to explain the visible using their logic and theory. All are extinct disadvantage from God who is omniscient of all knowing, like you said, and who has spoken, uh, propositionally about these matters in in scripture. And so in scripture, we have God, God has this amazing thing called revelation where he reveals to us the more than what we have, we can perceive. Yes. Right. We say hindsight's the best sight, but I think revelation is the best <laughs> sight, right? Because yes. it's, it's a sight given by God. Um, and we cannot understand our world fully because we are part of it, right? We're right. in it. We have a bias. We see perspective. We have our own perspectives. Yeah, we're subject to. We're subject to, right? Mm. We can, uh, what's it? you can try and be as objective as, as you want, but the truth is we cannot. Because we're in it. Because we're in it. <laughs> exactly. And so what God is, is he's outside of this world. And so his heart, his thoughts and his mind is, he's so much it is above us. It's, it's literally figuratively higher and above us mm. in such a way that we cannot understand him 
because we're 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 human. Yeah. We are limited. God is limitless. Exactly. Yet God speaks to us through human language and he has come to us in human flesh mm. and he still walks beside us and he still communicates um to us. And so yeah, that's just um it's just important to understand that, you know, God really is this omniscient power whose who's, thoughts are, are just so much higher than us. Mm-hmm. And we can rest assured and we can know that we can trust that perspective because he's not biased and he knows all things and he wants the best for us. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So there's no question that the God who created a universe in which even some of the simplest things contain mysteries that our mind cannot begin to fathom is a God whose ways are beyond what we can ever begin to fully grasp. This knowledge of his infinite superiority should therefore make it easier for us to humbly receive his help. Let's Mm. jump real quick to Isaiah 57 verse 15. Um, And so it just reminds us that, you know, God is, he's all knowing. And so we can trust in his, in his help that will come. Yes. It's a high and lofty one who lives in eternity. The Holy One says this. I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. I restore the crushed spirit of the humble and revive the courage of those with repentant hearts. Mm. When reading this, what are your what are your feelings, I guess? Because it's a it's a picture that I've I, I, I've sensed now from this. What what are your thoughts and feelings on it? Well, God is so high, and He sees everything, and He sees you know those who are um, you know pushed down, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those who are humbling themselves as well. Um, and He just wants to He He notices, and He He just goes, yeah, you're humble, okay, I'll lift you up. Wow, <laughs> you're crushed, okay, I'll heal you. Yeah, He's so He's so big, but He's so um, intimate with every single person yeah even the the people who feel very small in yes. comparison and the people who feel very um big as well <laughs> but i love that he's just like oh you're down let me lift you up yeah. it's beautiful what a what a contrast right god is this all-knowing powerful god who is outside and above our world yet he he's so personal He's so intimate with us. He's yeah. so caring and loving. Yeah. And connected so, inside the world. And so connected inside the world. That's it. Mm. In Isaiah, let's check out Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 to 9. And I guess my question from this uh, is, what is the context? Uh, what is the context in which the Lord talks about how his ways and thoughts are higher than what we can imagine? And what does he say that is so hard for us to grasp? All right. Do you want me to read 6 to 9 again? Yes, please. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Mm. So there seems to be a contrast God is putting. He's like, my ways are higher than yours. I'm, am I, um, it says in verse seven, let the wicked forsake his way. That's the ways mm. of the wicked, right? Um, and the unrighteous man, his thoughts. And that's contrasted with God whose ways are 
higher than ours, whose thoughts are, who, whose thoughts are not our thoughts, right? Yes. Mm. What, what do you think is so hard for us? What, what is he saying? Sorry. What is he saying he does that is so hard for us to grasp? Hmm. That is a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking on it too. And I'm like, I think, I think what is, I think what's hard for us to grasp is, is literally his thoughts, his ways, just understanding God. Yeah. And especially because we have, you know, um, by nature, wickedness in us. And we have, you know, all been trying to, well, choosing with our will to change our ways and banish every thought of doing wrong. And, you know, Satan still tempts me every day to have thoughts of doing wrong. Um, And so... um, and then God contrasts that with, and my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. It's like, yeah. we're so busy just trying to, you know, not do wrong. Yes. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, but I'm doing all this right. And um, I, I don't know. What do yeah. you think? Well, like, I, I, I think God's, you know, I'm just thinking about like, what, what kind of thoughts go through my mind throughout a day? And I, I know that like, I, sometimes I'm, again, anxious about certain things. I care a lot about what people think or say about me. Um, they can be very self-centered a lot of the time, um, or very judgmental. And these are kind of the thoughts that I'm like, huh, these are, these thoughts actually plague me and they, they actually just leave me with a sense of like, Make me, they make me feel heavy, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah. But I feel trapped in them, right? I feel like I, I don't know what to do to make these thoughts like go away or, or, or just like, how do I gain that peace? How do I get them to quiet down? How do I? And the Bible basically talks about like what we can do and we can renew our mind in Christ where mm. he teaches us to forget ourselves and to do good for others mm. and to focus on helping others and to remember that God is sovereign and that I don't need, I don't have to be anxious because God's got this. Why? Because he's, he, he speaks worlds into existence. Mm. Um, yet he comes down and in, in the flesh of hu- in human flesh to be with us and all throughout the Bible all God has ever wanted was to dwell among humans, dwell among his creation, yet we rejected him um, and he still is in the business of saving us. And so I guess with all that and renewing your mind in, the, in those kind of messages um, really brings your thoughts to a better place where you're no longer, um, you know, in a constant state of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You're no longer constantly judging yourself or angry or beating yourself up. Um but you're in a place where you feel free um, and you feel peace. Yes. And I think um, just on a sort of small tangent, like e- even dealing with addictions, right? Addictions, it's more than the behavior. In fact, it's the mindset, isn't it? Yes. Um, when you're dealing with any kind of addiction and I'll do like, there is a simple, there's one that I've been reading a lot about. It's called food addiction, right? And it's something that's like, oh, what? that's not even a thing. <laughs> but the thing is like food can addict. It can affect our brain in such a way, and I'm specifically uh, sugar. Um, yeah. Really, it, it, like drugs, drug. right? Yeah. Any kind of drugs will affect your brain in such a way where you will 
you will not be able to, you'll have to have that, mm. right? You'll have to have it and you won't have any peace of mind until you have your fix. Um, and addictions really keep you in this loop and it, it's a, it's a lie. It tells you that mm. you have to, but do you have to have it? You don't, you don't, um, any, anything with any other kinds of addictions. And we've talked about this on the radio show, um, with, with special guests. So they'll talk about drug addiction, pornography addiction, um, food addiction, um, and then internet addiction, internet addiction, <laughs> for a social media. Yeah. addiction anything that is with holding you from living your best life but living the life that god has intended for you which is a life of fulfillment for mm. like you know just abundant life um and so uh just addictions really keep you in that loop whereas god is like calling us you know i think people in wickedness who they're stuck in their ways um and they have unrighteous thoughts but coming back to god in verse seven it says let him return to the lord and god will have mercy on Mm. him and he will be our god and he will abundantly pardon and the only thing that really um heals people uh, heals addictions is community when you're and mercy great mercy no judgment um and just and something else to replace that loop that constant loop of like you need this you need this no you have community you have family who love you um you know the goal is progress and moving forward not perfection so that's Mm -hmm. okay to you know to mess up a bit but um just know that you know you're getting better you're working on you know working on 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 doing better so um i went on a bit of a tangent but yes (laughs) that's kind of what i was thinking on when I guess when understanding God's thoughts and his ways are so much higher than ours, that's kind of what he wants us to, to, that's kind of what he yeah. wants to bring us to in yep. a sense. And if anyone could be anxious or, um, feeling like he wanted to protect his, uh, reputation or, um, you know, things like that, then it would be God because he's holding everybody's problems. Yes. And people are saying terrible things about him. Yeah. Um, accusing him of burning people forever and mm. yeah. <laughs> all sorts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, but his ways are higher than our ways. Yes. And he's just like, yes, <laughs> he has reason to be stressed, but he chooses to love. Mm-hmm. And he's all about love. If God had an addiction, I would say it would be loving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love. Absolutely. Yeah. Something else on the addiction. Um, they did a test with mice and they had cocaine in, um, one of the cages and, uh, in two of the cages actually. But in the first cage, they didn't have any, um, little, uh, um, what are they called? The treadmill sort yes, of things, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. wheels. Um, and in the other one, and they had, they didn't have community. In the other one, they had community and the treadmills. And, um, in the first one, they were all addicted. Oh, and they had cocaine. In the first one, they were addicted. In the one where they had community, they had no addictions and they were free. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Mm. We've got some text messages in today. Um, just a reminder, if you have any thoughts to contribute, we'd love to hear from you. Um, do call the numbers or text in. This is from Raphael. And he's, uh, in regards to the lesson, he says, Christian persecution will increase until the second coming. Sabbath keepers will be specifically targeted in the last days. God's people are in every denomination. And this persecution, um, because of this, the coming Sunday laws, will prove the sanctity of the Sabbath of the Lord. Um, uh, and then he goes on to ask, have you noticed how many earthquakes are happening every day? God is talking to us. Yes. Yeah. Mm. We did cover that in the news, volcanoes, earthquakes, mm. tsunamis, actually. 
and a lot of natural disasters have happening have been happening so yeah great uh, great comment um it is giving us he also goes, goes on to say giving us all opportunity to remember to keep the fourth commandment um and to just remember that god is coming in to you know reach out and Make sure that we're doing our part as well. Yes, so seek the Lord while you can find him. That's Call it. on him while he's near. That's it. <laughs> while there's time. Yes, yes. Because um, we can't deny it. There, The fact is that there, time is running out. It like, is. I, yeah, that's just the fact. Um, Nita has also added, this verse is one of my favorite scriptures mm. because it reminds me that God is God. Come on now. And that he is so much more than I can even imagine. He is worthy of my absolute devotion because he is so ultimately amazing and i don't need to know to trust him Mm. Mm. and we can trust god because of what he has revealed of his character and Mm. he's and he's proved himself to never leave us to never forsake us and there's a phrase that i've been reading in john one it's like god has this unfailing love and unfailing faithfulness to us Mm. and he's never failed us um and we can trust him amen to that well, on with our, just for our last segment of our Bible study, um, we're talking about of all the great mysteries in the universe, no doubt one of the greatest mysteries is the plan of salvation, a mystery we can only barely begin to understand, and that's shared in Ephesians 6 verse 19, that the creator of the universe would stoop to clothe himself in humanity, to live a life of toil and suffering, only then to die in our behalf and a sacrifice for sin, all in order that he could pardon and show us mercy. To us is a truth that will thrill the hearts of God's created beings for all ages of eternity. Mm-hmm. Um we were talking off air and Kate was sharing like, how can God, this amazing God whose thoughts are so much higher than ours, whose ways are so much beyond our ways, how can he put himself sort of like, like he making himself like an ant for us? Like, you know, yep. if a human became an ant in that context, in that way, it just sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can your thoughts be, your thoughts don't seem that high then. Like, why would you, <laughs> it just seems odd but it's because his love is so high Ooh, yes (laughs) it's so high it's like i would sacrifice my everything Uh everything everything for you because i love you so much wow literally and that's that is that is that's the mystery of salvation right Mm. um there's a quote in our study would you like to read it for us yes the theme of redemption yes okay The theme of redemption is one the angels desire to look into. It will be the science and the song of the redeemed throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. Is it not worthy of careful thought and study now? Keep going. Mm -hmm. The the subject is inexhaustible. (laughs) The study of the incarnation of Christ, his atoning sacrifice and mediatorial work will employ the mind of the diligent student as long as time shall last. And looking to heaven with its unnumbered years, he will exclaim, Mm. great is the mystery of godliness. Mm. And that's found in My Life Today um, by Ellen G. White. What do you think when we study, when we study the plan of salvation, or I guess I'll make it more personal. When you've studied the plan of salvation, when I have studied what, like, how has it affected you actually? How has it actually transformed? Like it's, it's by all means, like it's, it's just a story. 
Yes, right? it's a story that kind of breaks your heart a little bit in a good way mm-hmm. <laughs> and gives you complete perspective. Mm. Um, it's like, oh, you know, but I'm justified in my anger towards this person or I'm, you know, but I should be getting my own way. No, I choose. I, I deserve death. I deserve death. (laughs) And God has completely just died in my place to give me life. That perspective, how could I not love him? And how could I be high and mighty over other people? (laughs) Yes. Like we were sharing earlier, how God's, how God is just, he's outside of this world. So he's able to see us and understand us and have a full perspective Right. It's sort of like someone explained it to me. It's like if you become a stick, you, you become a little stick figure in a, on a piece of paper and you're in the 2D world, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, you, you, you draw a circle. Someone like the person, a person, a kid draws a circle on that piece of paper and they're like, this is a circle. And you're like, oh, okay, nice. And then what happens if when they want to, like when you're trying to explain to that little stick figure, well, think of a circle, but like there's something called a sphere, and a sphere is a 3D circle. Can that 2D person understand what a sphere is? No way. No. But what they do understand, like a sphere is like a circle, but more and fuller and better. Mm. Um, and so I kind of understand, like, I kind of think of us in that way. But, like, you know, we don't fully understand. We don't have the full perspective. But what you said, like, in the light of the cross, we're able to better understand mm a perspective and where we stand and it's so true like you might have um you might have problems or or issues um i've had i recently like me and a friend had a little bit of a rough patch where i i got a bit i i I got a bit angry but i felt and we've already talked it we've talked it through and it was really nice to be able to to tell my friend like hey i'm really angry at what what's happened here but man how can i stay angry and you know they they were like please forgive me and i'm like absolutely how can i stay angry at you when you say in the light of the cross who am i right who am i to hold this against you when i've done exactly the same thing to you and probably other people and definitely other people as well yeah and so this great mystery of the plan of salvation we don't fully understand it before what we do understand we're just in awe of of our God mm. who has love so high for us. Yes. Oh, yes. Any closing thoughts before we finish off? <sighs> well, hmm. I, think, <laughs> I think we've, we've covered it, haven't we? I, I guess we it's, it's just a good, it's a good reminder. Um, I guess. And also a reminder to study the plan of salvation. Yes. Sit in, sit at the feet of Jesus. Be in awe of him. Um, remember that he's this amazing God, but he's also this personal God as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That's right. And before we go on further with our question of the day, we do have just a final comment from our Bible study we wanted to share real quick. Yes, we found a a quote in the book called Desire of Ages. It's page 83 and it says, It would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplation of the life of Christ. We should take it point by point and let the imagination grasp each scene, especially the closing ones.
As we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more consistent, mm-hmm. our love will be quickened, and we shall be more deeply imbued with his spirit. Mm. Beautiful. I, such a beautiful thought just to close off our Bible study. But it is now time for Question of the Day. Okay, Renee, the question for today is, Jesus said to turn the other cheek and forgive people 70 times 7 and to love unconditionally. But he also later called people whitewashed tombs and a brood of vipers, and he turned over tables in the temple when people were treating it as an unfair marketplace. Mm. Uh, How do we know when to turn the other cheek and when to give people some of the truth they seem to be asking for? It's mm, a good question. I think first, first of all, we need to jump see the context in which both these uh, situations happened. Um, I believe Jesus taught turn the other cheek in the mount, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter five, where he says, "You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also." Um, and I think studying on this, you come to realize, oh, what God, what Jesus is saying is that turning, choosing when someone does wrong to you, the best response is not revenge, but mm. to allow God to, you know, f- fight for you in that part, in right. part. Like, you know, to allow that. But at the same time, it was funny because Jesus did say he did call people a brood of, vi- of vipers <laughs> and a, what a whitewashed tombs. I've, that's a horrible insult. If someone called me, hey, Renee, you whitewashed tomb. I'm like, oh, that's so, but the epitome of hypocrisy, <laughs> hypocrisy. That's what Jesus was saying. Um, and so in the context of that, what Jesus, Jesus was speaking to mo- mostly the Pharisees, I believe, the religious leaders, the people who studied the Torah, the law, um, yet, they practiced, they were hypocrites, right? They were taking advantage of the poor. They were ruling and leading with so much pride in their hearts. They themselves were unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess the question, the question was, how do we know when to turn, turn, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek and when to actually and t- be like, you know, this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And I think that comes down to, um, I think discernment, whatever, like the wisdom that God gives, that Jesus gives us, but righteous indignation, right? It comes from a sense of injustice that's Mm. happened not only to you, but to others. And that's something that God has given us. Um, I don't think it's a very common thing that we often have, right? But it's, um, it's something it's, I would say it's more of a gift that God has given us, right? Something that we can use that pushes us to like, Hey, stand up, re, like remake those boundaries and say, Hey, you've crossed a line. Um, and I'm speaking up for not just me, but for others as well. Um, I think. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it so far. Yeah. I'm not an expert, so if anyone has any comments or opinions, please do text us in. But what do you got any thoughts about it? Oh, actually, yeah. Well, you just said revenge. Um, so instead of it being about revenge, it's about for the good, for the good of the person, so that they can grow. That's it. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.